okay. How yeah. are you? Pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> we just saw each other like last night, <laughs> twelve hours ago. <laughs> saw a live podcast. Saw a live great. podcast. Oh, so good. It was amazing, and it made me excited to podcast. Yeah, today. totally. I was like, oh, again, we get to we get to do it. Had my normal bagel and cappuccino before mm, I came over to podcast. That sounds good. Where do you Where do you normally? Usually, I go to pavement. Okay, but sometimes hot take the pavement over here smells like butt. When really? You walk in. I think they must do something dumb with like cleaning the floor, huh? Or something because it smells like butt and chemicals. <laughs> and Weird. I'm like, I wonder like where they get that water from yeah like last time we we recorded I walked in and had to walk out because I was like I'm gonna vomit if I stay in here wow and I was shocked that so many people were in there eating and I was like how can you be opening your mouth it smells like sewage <laughs> wow because I went there yesterday morning and it was, did not smell yeah at all. it didn't smell today but Some, so sometimes it doesn't yeah doesn't, but okay. it's that one particularly that I've been in and I've been like oh my god <laughs> it wow. smells like it smells like farts and lice all. <laughs> so last time, oh, no. so last time we recorded, I went somewhere else. I went in there and couldn't stand it, and then went somewhere else. I just imagine like a candle at Target. <laughs> yeah, farts and lice all. After I went yesterday, yeah, I would have been like thinking about that. I mean, I go but... to like one of their locations all the time. Mm-hmm. It's not somehow it didn't turn me off from them. But... Their bagels are good. Yeah, they're good. I have strong feelings. Well, yeah, they are the like the second best ones I've had in Boston. I'll say. Yeah, but they're small. Yeah, they're super tiny, which is fine. I don't want like a monster bagel, but I want to feel like. A little bit bigger. Than yeah. You got to come to JP sometime and go to Exodus Bagels. Oh, are they good? Yeah. Okay. Also, how are they not sponsoring this podcast at this point? Right. <laughs> how is one of these places that I go to all the time not sponsoring yeah. this podcast? <laughs> we'll um, talk about it. We talk about you anyways. <laughs> we'll come in. We'll do personalized readings for all your employees. And we'll talk about how good your food is on our show. Oh, my gosh. That would be great. Exodus Bagels is good. We should just tweet at them. Yeah, we should. Mm-hmm. I feel like we should, every time we mention something on the show, be like, <laughs> and shout out to <laughs> uh, this place. Um, so welcome to Adjunct Challengers. <laughs> I'm Erin. And I'm Michelle. <laughs> and we like to talk about astrology in yeah. many different forms. Yeah. And, and history. And hot takes. And hot takes. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Um, so today we're going to talk about retrograde stuff. Yes. Again. Yeah. Even though. Well, we kind of talked about it last last time, but more in the sense of how many retrogrades were over the summer. Yeah. Because that w- it was a lot, and uh, I think that retrogrades are something really interesting. Yeah. And I found a lot of interesting stuff in my did you? research into like the history of Oh, cool. Yeah. So you should probably go first. Then. Okay. Cool. That would be my guess cuz I just did one one planet that just went into retrograde. Yeah. And I'm going to talk about that. I had this big plan to like listen back to our previous episodes where we talk about retrograde because I was like, "Oh, I don't want to repeat anything." And then I was just like, "Man, eh, whatever. Whatever. <laughs> if I've said this before, 
it's a really good reminder. And if I haven't said it before, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> but and so at first, Aaron and I were welcome. <laughs> you're welcome. At first, we were gonna do like different planets that are in retrograde right now. But then I thought it would be like interesting to look into when we like first discovered retrograde mm-hmm. or what it meant in ancient astronomy because I realized I hadn't really gone back and looked at that the same way that we've looked at other things. We just kind of talk about it as this like cultural phenomenon. Yeah. Um, so I did like a deep dive and I feel like this morning I was just looking at videos of how planets rotate because I realized I was like I don't understand any of this shit. <laughs> I don't understand any of this shit so I had to like study a gif of like okay which way does the sun rotate or orbit or I mean the earth orbit around the sun which way does it rotate which way does yeah. the moon orbit around the earth because I was like what <laughs> is it all the same direction or no yes yeah okay so Okay, I'll do it. I'll, okay. do, I'll do the thing now. Okay. Um, okay. So one thing we've said before, like we've made clear, is that uh, when a planet goes into retrograde, it's not actually moving backwards, but it appears to us on Earth that it is moving backwards in its orbit. Mm-hmm. And so that's what creates the sort of like astrological significance of it. But the you know, like scientific term for that phenomenon is apparent retrograde motion. Ooh. Um, so it's the apparent motion or like the illusory as an illusion <laughs> motion of a planet in a direction opposite to that of other bodies within its system as observed from a certain vantage point. Mm-hmm. So the vantage point in this case is always like where we are on earth. Um, and then when it's like, appears to be moving correctly, it's called direct motion. So that's why we say, like, oh, like, Mercury's about to go direct. It's direct motion. Um, And the term retrograde is from the Latin word retrogradus, or backward step. So retro is in backward, and gradus is step. So I thought that, that was cool. The term refers to, as we've said, planets as they appear from Earth to stop briefly in reverse direction at certain times, Though in reality, they perpetually orbit in the same direction. Um, So this is where I did my deep dive because I was like, wait, what direction is all that shit always Mm. moving in? So if you look at the Earth from like top down, like from the North Pole, it turns, it's rotating counterclockwise. Okay. Wait, yeah, counterclockwise. Yeah. Um, And... (laughs) (laughs) Bless you. Thank you. And so the moon also orbits around the Earth in a counterclockwise motion. And we orbit around the sun in a counterclockwise motion. So I think there are only, like, two other bodies in our solar system that rotate clockwise. Otherwise, everything is orbiting counterclockwise. I think it's Venus. It's like one planet, its actual rotation is clockwise, but it orbits counterclockwise. Okay. And then there's another moon of a planet. But otherwise, like, everything is rotating and orbiting counterclockwise. Does it, did you find out why Venus does that? I didn't do, I was like, that's another thing. That's so cool. Yeah. So, um, 
the like reason that we have this illusion of planets moving backwards and actually there's really cool images if you look up mars retrograde mars is like one of the most the planets that like from earth you can see it's like the most visually clear retrograde mm -hmm. that we can see from earth and so there are like records of ancient astronomers observing mars being like, why is it moving backwards? That's so cool. And yeah, there are these like time-lapse photos where it looks like a bright red dot and it's like moving on this path and then it does like a loop-de-loop. -loop. Mm -hmm. So it kind of looks like it's like moving across the sky and then it does a loop and then it keeps going. Yeah. Um, so the reason that that happens is because Earth completes its orbit in a shorter period of time than the planets outside its orbit. Um, so it periodically overtakes them. Mm -hmm. So it's that thing that we always say about like a car speeding past on a highway. So there's a certain point when like the car that's passing you in the left lane, like from their vantage point, you look like you're like moving backwards mm -hmm. or not moving at all yeah. because they're speeding past you so quickly. Um, so when this occurs, the planet being passed will first appear to stop its eastward drift, so it's like moving east in its orbit, and then drift backwards. Mm -hmm. But like when we come back around is when it appears to like start going back oh, the correct okay. way. So then as Earth swings past the planet in its orbit, it appears to resume its normal motion west to east. Um, so if you have no idea what I'm talking about, that's totally fair. There's some really good, um, there's a really good video on Vox that, it's like a hater video, it's like Mercury retrograde without astrology, like the real science. So if you ignore like that hate towards astrology, <laughs> um, it actually has really good visuals of what it looks like because mm -hmm. there are these cool diagrams where it's like the Earth the Earth's orbit and then like another planet around it and it'll draw a line that represents like what we can see mm -hmm. and as the Earth is moving like it shows you why it does this cool. weird loop-de-loop -loop thing. Um, so the thing that I was sort of super interesting, super interested in is how ancient astronomers, like people who are first figuring out like how is the universe situated, how big is Earth, what shape is Earth, how they mm -hmm. interpreted that. Um, and I had no idea that it was actually a huge sort of point of debate in early astronomy. This, like, the motion of the planets. I could see, yeah, because that's, like, a super weird Yeah, thing. and the reason is, like, it was observed. It can be seen from Earth. So, like, people were seeing this weird thing happen before we had any understanding of, like, our path in the universe. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> ooh, ooh, ooh. Who is she? Does right? she run? <laughs> so, okay. Um, so, this apparent retrogradation puzzled ancient astronomers and, when, and was one reason they named, like, the bodies that they were seeing in the sky planets in the first place because planet as we said before comes from the greek word wanderer mm -hmm. so they were just like why aren't they moving in the same path like to them it looked like they were just all wild moving all around like they might have noticed the same sort of movement over and over again like a cycle but they didn't know why it appeared that they would be like at a, the same point in every cycle moving backwards mm -hmm. um 
So, in fact, the motions of the planets in the sky were so dramatic that some people claim that it's, like, responsible for the beginnings of debate around, like, is the Earth the center of the universe or not? So Plato believed that the entire cosmos was constructed with precision and that circles and spheres as the most perfect objects were the key to understanding the universe. His contribution to ancient astronomy was the idea that the stars, sun, and moon were fixed to these crystal spheres rotating inside one another. So Mm -hmm. one of the first, like, models of our universe in astronomy was this idea that there was, like, the stars were like the outermost crystal sphere, and then within it were like these other spheres that moved around each other. Um, and that was sort of what led to the geocentric model of the universe, mm-hmm. um, was that the Earth was at the center of this big sort of ornate crystal sphere structure, and everything was moving in these perfect circles because that was like the... like. A circle was the most perfect sort of shape, and heaven was perfect. Mm -hmm. So it all had to happen in these sort of interlocking things. Um, So all of our sort of, like, geocentric or Earth-centric models were based on that. Um, And in the second century, Ptolemy devised a complicated system of loops and orbits within orbits to account for the apparent retrograde motion of the planets. Because they had this sort of... I know. (laughs) They had this sort of idea that, like, okay, the Earth is the center and everything moves around it in these different circles. But that wouldn't explain the backwards motion of the planets. Because if everything's moving in a perfect, heavenly, like, you know, God-created, or gods at that time, like, polytheistic-created universe, like, Mm -hmm. why do they sometimes move backwards? Um... So if you look at models of the, like, telemic structure, it actually looks like a child's crazy, like, drawing. Yeah. Because in order to use math, in order to, like, mathematically depict how these same patterns would be taken, it was all these, like, interlocking loops. Like, it looks like someone had one of the, you know the thing you use in math class to, like, draw a circle? Like, mm-hmm. it's got a pencil on one end, and what is that even called? I don't know, and you can make, like, different, like... Yeah, so it looks yeah. like someone just went wild with one of those. Like, it's all different loops wow. to try and explain, like, how everything could be moving around Earth in such a way to do these, like, loop-de-loops in our yeah. universe. Um, So using trigonometry, Ptolemy devised the idea of epicycles, where the sun, moon, and planets moved around the earth in circles, but also each moved in their own smaller circle within this larger circle. So he used that trigonometry to explain the sometimes retrograde motion of the planets and elucidated why the sun and moon were sometimes closer to the earth and subsequently larger. But it became this thing where like, other astronomers were like, there's no way that it's that kind of wild thing. Like, Mm -hmm. they were observing more and more information about, like, how planets move through the sky, and this crazy, like, series of circles and loops was just, like, no longer feeling like the right explanation. Um, And I think it's interesting, because we are, like, taught this idea of astronomy as, like, there are these, like, key figures and they're the first people to like say this is what we think it is but really if you do a deep dive there were a lot of people who were like I don't think that's what it really is like Mm -hmm. but they didn't have either like 
enough political clout or like, you know, they didn't publish quick enough. Um, but there were actually a couple of other astronomers slash philosophers who were like, I think the sun is at the center of the universe. Yeah. Um, but anyway, the like main person who is sort of credited with figuring out why planets move in retrograde is Copernicus. Um, because he was the first one to publish this idea of like the heliocentric with the sun at the center. So, uh, 1500 years after Ptolemy's system of like understanding the universe, Copernicus showed that all planets, including Earth, move around the sun. Um, and he was like mapping out the orbits in a way where it would make sense, like from Earth's vantage point that they would move backwards. So anyway, wow. that's sort of like the role or like the importance of retrograde as like this thing that needed to be explained and yeah. it was really like pushing scientific or astronomic discovery because they were like well yeah like maybe this is how it works but it doesn't explain these things we're seeing like literally seeing in the sky that's so cool that yeah. was so good thanks <laughs> imagine being that smart that you could Dude. that like, back then, you could have figured out that the sun was the center. That we even had a universe. Yeah. I, because I don't... I wouldn't... I wouldn't have thought of that. I no. don't know. I don't like, know. I was reading about how Plato was... I think it was Plato was one of the first people to argue that the Earth was a sphere. Because mm. there were other astronomers that were, were like, the Earth is a cylinder. Like, these different shapes. But he was like, no, like if you look at the shadow of the Earth on the moon, it's a sphere. And if the sun is a sphere and the moon is a sphere, most likely the Earth is a sphere. And I was like, how do you even... And that's, like, so simple, yet yeah. so brilliant. But he, there was, like, he had done these, like, drawings, and it was, like, different shapes, like, triangles. And he's like, the Earth does not create a triangle shadow on the moon. And I was like, oh, my God, you're what? But, like... Yeah, imagine, I don't know, part of me was like, I wonder if you could think more openly back then because we knew so little. Yeah. And, like, what would it have been like to not know what we know now? Because in a way, you had, like, limitless possibilities mm -hmm. of what it could be. Yeah. And now we, now we know. Now we, I mean, well, <laughs> depends on who you believe. Right. <laughs> No, yeah, it was wild. Wow, that was so cool. Thanks. That was great. I loved that. But, I was just like on the edge of my seat the whole hey. time. <laughs> but I think it's interesting to think of like, that's why it's imbued or like filled with such astrological importance is because it was a mystery yeah. for so long. So we had like different societies had to figure out what it could mean. Mm-hmm. Cool. You know? Like, yeah. Yeah, that, I mean, it's a strange phenomenon. The pictures of Mars are super cool. You should yeah. look them up yeah. if you have a chance. Cool. Or just, like, I, I was just transfixed this morning looking at, like, GIFs of how shit yeah. orbits. Because I was like, first off, how do, every time I do research for this podcast, I'm like, I can't believe I don't know right? <laughs> which way the Earth <laughs> rotates. I, did, I had no idea, but now, yeah. Yeah, now I do. Cool. Yeah. So that, like, segues perfectly into what I am talking about. It's like we planned it. Oh, my God. It's like we texted uh, about it this morning. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I – that's all the astrological 
kind of reason of why retrogrades look the way they do. So astrolot, wait, astronomical, astronomical. <laughs> yeah, no, I was like, wait, I'm saying the same word again. <laughs> yeah. So that was the astronomical mm-hmm. explanation. So astrologically speaking, when a planet is in retrograde, as we have said, the powers of that planet, kind of what it rules, goes a little haywire. Yeah. Because it's going backwards. So it's kind of, it's it's retrograding. So if you think of what a planet rules, then all of that is kind of messed up. I think Mercury retrograde is obviously the most, like, culturally known yeah, and, like, especially normal. Yeah, Yeah. And that... Because Mercury is in charge of communication, technology, all of that. That's what gets messed up yeah. during Mercury retrograde. And that's the one that I always am just like, ah. Yeah. You know, everyone, everyone really knows about that. But right now, Venus is mm. in retrograde. And Venus went into retrograde on October 5th. And it will be in retrograde until November 16th. Wow. So it's 42 days. But the interesting thing is that Venus is the planet that spends the least amount of time in retrograde out of all the planets. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I don't know exactly why. I mean, it obviously has something to do with the orbit, but Mars is less frequent than Venus. But Venus, like the actual days, it's like 42 days every, like, two years or something. Oh, yeah. wow. Okay. Yeah, I think the last one was March 2017, so like 18 months ago yeah. since it was last in retrograde. So Venus is the planet of, it rules love, it rules, it rules kind of pleasure. So mm. love, money, attention, all of that. And normally it's a pretty like harmonious planet when it's in your sign it's supposed to be bring like good luck and like good good things for all of that but now that it's in retrograde Mm. all of that stuff kind of gets turned on its head interesting and it's in scorpio so so it's venus in retrograde in in scorpio Scorpio. will it be in scorpio the whole time yes okay and what that means is basically Scorpio is a pretty intense sign that also <laughs> has to do with kind of love and passion and all of that. Yeah, and like so, lust. Yeah, and so it's a really kind of heightened experience oh. in, in these 42 days. But it everything I was reading is like, just hold on because then Venus is in Libra after. Mm. So a lot of it, a lot of what I was reading, it had them coupled together. So it was like, Venus and Scorpio, but it's really imp- important to pay attention to what Venus is in after. after so this. it'll go direct into Libra. Yes. yes. Oh, that feels like too po- It's like, oh, just wait for the light at the end of the tunnel. It's like, but the tunnel is dark but the and tunnel scary. the tunnel kind of sucks. <laughs> I think that one thing I was, it was like, but, Scorp- but it takes a darker turn in Scorpio. Oh. So it's just, it's just got a little more edge now okay. to it. Um, so thinking about relationships and, and love, it might kind of bring things up from, from the past that (laughs) (laughs) I wish you could show the, I wish everyone could see the face that I just made (laughs) that, that you kind of have to deal with that these things that were beneath the surface Mm. 
And uh, Scorpio is a water sign, so there's lots of stuff going on underneath the yeah. surface there. So a lot of stuff that might be kind of festering below <laughs> will will arise, and you will have to deal with it, and you will have to um, manage that and kind of Dude. figure that out. So that's if you're already in a relationship. And then it said that if you are, like, get into a relationship during Venus, it not necessarily won't work. <laughs> so it get, there's, like, two things. If it doesn't work, it will kind of show you what, like, the buttons are that were, mm. that were being pressed. So it, it kind of highlights, like, what are those kind of, like, I don't want to say trigger because that's like a little bit too strong of a word, but like what are those what are those things that really like affect you in a relationship? A relationship kind of started now could show you all of those. Wow. <laughs> so it could be again, once you get into Libra and all that, it could be kind of like, oh, this is what this is what is affecting me in a relationship. I know that I like that's not not what I want. Hmm. But if you do kind of make it through, if you do start a relationship now, because I don't like the whole thing of like, don't start a relationship now or else it'll be doomed forever. Right. Like, that's stupid. And yeah. I think the same way during Mercury Retrograde. I can start a project during Mercury Retrograde. It just might start a little different. Yeah. So if you do start a relationship during this time, it can start off with these kind of things that you are have to deal with. Mm. These these issues with kind of love and attention and affection and all that, you just deal with it like right off the bat, which then once you get into um, Venus and Libra, it kind of evens out. Okay. So you you have started out on something tougher, but you have also worked through something like hmm. very quickly, which that can be kind of like a bonding experience yeah. if, if it starts off and maybe it isn't the best but there is something that is like keeping you together damn then you have already worked through an issue so it's kind of like an accelerated <laughs> yeah so yeah I like looking at it kind of both ways because if you meet someone you want to like yeah yeah stupid being like <laughs> I feel like what I'm hearing from that is that it's going to be wild, but you don't have to necessarily rush to figure it out yes. until Libra. Or, like, you can, like, yeah. let it fester feels bad. But you can let it sort of, like, simmer. Yeah. Until... And, like, run its course. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And kind of just being cognizant of what is happening and yeah. what that is showing you. Mm. So it's not necessarily a bad thing. It, it can be tough. No, it's, it sounds bad. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it sounds like it sucks, but it's not necessarily, like, um, like a deal breaker, I So guess. what do we think, okay, I'm going to throw you a, a hard question. Okay, I'm ready, maybe. <laughs> You're going to do fine. What, what do you think, so for me, Mercury retrograde always brings up something from the past. Mm-hmm. But how do you think this retrograde, Venus in retrograde, is maybe different? Ooh. If, if it is also bringing up something that's, like, festering below the surface. Yeah. Which is horrible. Yeah. <laughs> I just think of, like, 
cystic acne <laughs> that I get in the winter. <laughs> like, just something deep down that yeah. causes me intense pain, oh. but I can't do anything about it. Sorry. I- sorry, everybody. <laughs> Content warning. But, yeah, what do you think is different? I think that it's more focused on kind of the actual, like, emotions Whereas I think Mercury retrograde is a lot about communication and like you aren't on the same page about something like because you aren't communicating it yeah. well and that is is what kind of comes up in Mercury retrograde. Whereas I think that Venus, it's more about yeah like the emotions, the um, the actual like affection or like attention or something like that. Yep, that's literally exactly <laughs> what is unfolding in my life oh, no. currently. <laughs> you hit the nail on the fucking head. Well, wait, just wait. <laughs> I don't. I'm gonna. <laughs> so that's what I think. God. I think that kind of fuck. just going back to basics of like what the planet actually yeah. rules and how. Obviously, they're connected. Obviously, communication and relationships are connected. Yeah. But it's just where the disconnect might be. Yeah. Is a little, like, where the root is, actually. Yeah. I want to look up where Venus is in my chart. It's actually, it's, one thing I read is it's really rare to have Venus in Mercury, have Venus in retrograde in your chart. Oh. Yeah. That's like, so if you, if you want to look your chart up, everyone, and like, see, some, it's like 7% of people Whoa. have it. Yeah. Which it, because it's not... It's yeah. not in retrograde. When did it go into retrograde? The fifth. The fifth. Okay. So I had some like Thursday intense stuff Friday. coming up slowly over the last like week or so, and then like just out of nowhere, not in my like with my partner, but with like people mm-hmm. from my past. Mm-hmm. It, but like very emotionally charged things that I've been thinking about. And then out of nowhere, like that text mm-hmm. that just sparks that like late night conversation. It's so it's, it's wild that that is what's cause yeah. it, it feels different for sure. But I'm having, cause I told you on the way here, I was like, when Aaron texted me about what she was doing, I was like, does, is that why I'm having nostalgia for my previous lives? Yeah. Like, well, so that's how it deals with relationships. Okay. Because one of the things that Venus rules is love and relationships. Venus is also connected to art and beauty. Oh. So it's a time where you will think about revisiting your creative endeavors. Shut the fuck up! Swear You're just saying goodness. that because of what we talked about last Swear, night. swear uh. to... I have a hard time saying swear to God because I grew up very Catholic, yeah. but swear to goodness. <laughs> that that's, I read that in a lot of different places. When I read it, I was just like, no. <laughs> so it's, it's a time oh. to kind of think about what you want to do kind of creatively and then also um, kind of like what what sort of things you are drawn to mm. in in kind of art and beauty and that that type of thing. So it's a it might not necessarily be a good time to like start something new, but to kind of reflect on maybe something you have started or um, you're thinking about starting. And I mean you can obviously yes start a project. <laughs> but keeping in mind that it is a good time for reflection and thinking about how how you are in relation to to create 
your creativity. Yeah. And um, kind of what you want to do with that. Yeah. Because I feel like Venus very much is like, like beauty and creativity is very much associated with Venus, but also the actual act of like doing, doing it. Like, yeah. Being creative. Well, Not just like, creativity, but like the verb, like being creative. Yeah. I think that's kind of Scorpio in a way too. Mm-hmm. It's sort of in a spinning it positively, like a sort of relentless pursuit of that yeah outlet or like space to do that thing yeah so maybe it's a good time for that kind of like yeah yeah. and so since it also is venus can be a little bit more like ornate and Mm. so you might (laughs) i loved this you might have the desire to make like luxurious purchases. Don't do it. <laughs> LOL, my wallet. <laughs> Just like hold, hold, hold on, um, because you might want to like totally redesign something and like mm. totally because it's it's kind of like the very visual. Like, oh my god, I need to like totally redo this. But then once you're out of Venus in retrograde, you're like, oh, I don't really know about okay. that. And then also, what if, if the thing that I want to redesign is my life? Well, <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> um, I think that, that that is, I mean, I think it's fine. I think that just like going through it with like a sense of like reflection rather mm-hmm. than impulse. Yeah. Yeah. And also don't make drastic beauty changes. I was hoping Well. <laughs> it was like, you might want to completely change what you look like, but just uh, hold on. Does that mean I shouldn't bleach my hair? I our, think you should. Our, our Halloween costume idea? <laughs> I think you should. Please do. Okay. <laughs> I mean, you don't have to, but. <laughs> I want to. <laughs> um, so that's kind of what to think about. Mm. From October 5th to November 16th. All of these these kind of things that... Think about, like, just pleasure. And, like, what what brings you, like, not only happiness, but, like, ple- pleasure. Like, I think mm. there's a difference between, like, happiness and, and pleasure. Yeah. So, kind of just thinking about, like, what, what that is and yeah. what, what you really want out of, out of these things. Yeah. I think that's... Yeah. The difference for me is very much like taking pleasure in the present moment, Mm. whereas happiness feels like a thing I have to work on for a long time. Yeah. So I feel like, in a way, it is a good season for that sort of, like, whatever's happening right now is fine. Yeah. That kind of And, like, Scorpio is very much into, like, baseline pleasures. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there was some (laughs) stuff it was, like... Maybe, like, think about having a one-night stand. Like, you can totally do it, but just, like, think about it. <laughs> <laughs> and then feel bad about it during Libra season. Right, yeah. <laughs> and then use Libra season just to, like, be kind to yourself. Yeah. <laughs> uh, wow. Yeah, so I think that kind of thinking about that in, in retrograde. It's interesting. Yeah. All right. Cool. <laughs> Um, let us know if any of this seems... Yeah. Because it was so interesting talking to people after, because we had taken that long break, and then we Mm. did the Libra season, and it was so interesting talking to people afterwards, and they were like, that's totally how I felt. Like, even just like, I felt like that during the summer, or like, now I'm thinking about it differently for Libra season. So, yeah. So let us know. Yeah. 
Yes. Feel free to email us. Yes. If you want to be anonymous, yeah. we can keep you anonymous. Yeah. But we'd love some juicy Venus and retrograde stories. Oh my gosh. If we could read Venus and retrograde stories. What if we did like a snack time episode of Venus and retrograde stories? That would be great. Okay. But you, ha- you guys have to send them to us. Yes. Please send them to us. And then, since it doesn't end for a little while, we can like yeah. just keep Accumulate saying them. it. Yeah. yeah. Put it out on Twitter, um, in our newsletter. In our newsletter, question <laughs> mark. I thought about just like, just at the end of this episode, just being like, and we're going to start a newsletter, so sign up. And like, then that would be like, Wednesday, we have to have a sign up ready well, for you it. you said it. So this is you saying it. <laughs> All right. So we're going to do a newsletter. Yeah. We've decided, we've already talked about it. We've decided that it will be at the beginning of every season. Mm-hmm. So... The next one would be Scorpio season. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. So uh, we will have a link to sign up. Yes, there will be. For a, the newsletter. There is a link. There is a link. In there. this <laughs> when you are listening, <laughs> When you are listening, you can go to our Twitter. You can go to the episode description and you can sign up for our newsletter. Mm-hmm. Our, our newsletter. Yes. We've revisited it in Venus... It's Scorpio and retrograde. Yep. And now we're moving forward. There is a newsletter now as you listen today. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Great. Can't wait. Bye. Bye.